Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen. Joining me as always is Kevin Connor. I don't know if you realize, but this is a historic day because Kings of Leon are the first band to send an NFT into space. Oh, okay, Luke, um, here, let, why don't you, uh, a standing ovation right now. Here, well well, done, I, I, guys. stop, stop clapping. I want to get this clean. Oh, okay. <sighs> and, and one more. Ugh. And here, could I'll, you do I'll, one? Like, could you do one with a little stank on it? Yeah. Ugh. Now can you do a sexy one? Ugh. I no, I can't. <laughs> I, no, the I second, think that was it. The second I did that, I I I knew I it wasn't. I, I think you nailed it. Um, but yeah, they've done it. I mean, I keep seeing. I saw this insane headline in my email because bands have started doing this. Like I remember right when you started hearing about NFTs. Uh, I started seeing a bunch of bands doing them, you know, and it's like, I think some way to get publicity or I don't know what the sort of advantage of it is, but um, then I get this headline and I was just like, this is just too much stuff. It was like Steve Aoki partners with Seth Green's stupid buddy studios to produce Dominion X, the first episodic series to launch on the blockchain. Uh, and then it's like featuring groundbreaking interactive NFTs with built-in rewards. Uh, so a series on the blockchain with built-in rewards and interactive NFTs. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, did, does this guy make music or what? So, so I have two thoughts on this and I'm going to address them one at a time because they're two different angles. On the NFT front, um, anyone that sells an NFT is an absolute genius. Good for you. You have created a demand for something that will probably earn you a lot of money. Uh, And anyone who buys an NFT, you're an absolute moron. Just abs- <laughs> yeah, like exactly. just uh, you just bought a licensed JPEG that someone can just hit Control C on. Uh, yeah. and and yoink but if Not, you then sell that nft genius again so maybe there yes. maybe that's the long yeah, yeah. the long play so you could be both um uh, i will say that the kings of leon nft is up for auction now and the proceeds are going to uh st jude's children's hospital so at least it's for a good cause but you know what bidding starts at fifty thousand dollars <laughs> For a thing um, that is going into space. Well, and this is my other point. Um, you know how there's like a layer of debris in space? Like like there's like millions of objects floating around the Earth because we've been launching rockets and satellites and all that stuff. Right, uh, right. And like people call it space junk. And now it's just, it's a little uh, reassuring to know that the most worthless thing in space is now like a known quantity. Like we know exactly <laughs> what it is and where right. it's at. It's that Kings of Leon NFT. You know how in the seventies or whatever it was when they sent like the music into space, there was like, they put together like an album for the aliens. It's, it's Voyager. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to think that the aliens instead get the Kings of Leon NFT and they're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. We have like super advanced technology and we can't even make heads or tails of this bullshit. 
<laughs> it's like in every like sci-fi thing where there was a race of people like before humans and they had like advanced yeah. technology and they're it like oh, this is incredible it's just like they find the kings of leon nft and they're like we can't comprehend it but we can build our society upon it <laughs> yes exactly magic is just science you don't understand yet thor yeah Speaking of Kings of Leon, they make music, and uh, that's what we play here, because this is best song ever, and we're going to play some fantastic new tunes for you, and I'm going to start us off today, and actually, that segue was not as bad as it may have seemed, because this first song actually does give me a bit of a Kings of Leon vibe. Uh, It's a great building anthemic rock song, and uh, that's... That's their uh, their alley right there. So it's it's along those lines. Uh, this comes from the band Public Service Broadcasting, teaching the lessons of the past through the music of the future for over a decade. And their new album, Bright Magic, is coming out uh, September 24th. And I've heard some of it and it is very, very good. And uh, this song I heard and it's, just like I said, just such a great, like catchy anthemic rock song. Just keeps sort of like repeating and building. And uh, it features vocals from Andrea Casablanca. I don't think there's any any relation to Julian because he's Casablancas and she's Casablanca. So she is uh, from the Berlin band Gur, who I like their name. I want to check them out now. Uh, but. She does uh, some great vocals on this song, and this is just a super catchy song that got stuck in my head. I'm excited to hear it. I've I've always been a really big fan of uh, public service broadcasting. I watched it when I was a kid. I uh, I contributed. There, you know, thanks to contributors like me, it still goes on to this. You're day. thinking. You're thinking PBS. This is PSB, baby. Oh, oh, jeez. I sounded a little like Austin Powers. This is PSB, baby. Um, I recently watched the first Austin Powers movie. um, Against my better judgment, because I was like, there's no way this movie's going to be good. Like, I remember enjoying it as a child. And you know what? Minus a few jokes that, like, just didn't age well? Eh. Um, I think I watched the second one or third one uh, recently. No, it must have been the second one, I think. I don't think it was gold member. And it was like some of the jokes just genuinely got a laugh from me. And some were so hard to sit through that yes. like, I, it, I was like, wow, how is the same movie so funny and so unfunny at the same all time? Of the, all of the jokes they tried to make weren't that good. But the movie itself was funny. Like... Yeah, the, the yeah. space is between, like the funniest part of the first movie. I thought was Seth Green is just like I've got a gun. I'll go get it. Like it's not a laugh out loud line, but like I'm a big James Bond fan, and in every James Bond movie, they capture James Bond, and they could just shoot him like every time. There is not a single instance in all the Bond movies where they couldn't just killed him and ended the movie. But they're like, now nah, I gotta put him on a laser, like put him on a raft that's gonna blow up or whatever, and like. The satirical element of Austin Powers, like, still was strong. Okay, well, we've been talking about Austin Powers for way too long, and I don't know how to get back into my song. But let's listen to this song, because it's really great. Here's Public Service Broadcasting, featuring Andrea Casablanca with Blue Heaven. Blue Heaven 
You know I gotta give that a yeah, baby, yeah. Oh boy, uh, that was fun, Luke. You know what? I was worried. I was real worried at the beginning of that that you gave me a snoozer. 
Uh, yeah, and yeah. You know what? I would have accepted it. I would have thought, oh, that's a nice song. But no, that minute in, that kicks up. It was tricky in the beginning there it with that was. atmospheric. Yeah. I wasn't like keeping an eye on the timer. And uh, and I was like, oh, that's a nice little fit out. And then like, boom, it does it again. I, uh, yeah. I really like that. I like there's like a I, little uh, like ambient like like public service yeah. broadcast within it like very <laughs> apt. It's just a a very cool song. Very into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because it does kind of have like two crescendos because it kind of like builds up and then drops it back out for that last part and then the end just yeah. goes all out until the end. I love it. I I look I like finally looked at the timer on the spotify there was like five seconds long five seconds left and i was like how are they gonna wrap this up it's still going at full speed and they're just like yeah that's how they do it uh yeah and like some of the songs are more like electronic not so rocky uh like they do a, a lot of different styles actually i had this one on my computer and i just hit play on my airpods thinking it was connected to my phone and it was connected to my computer and just started playing this album and I was like, What is this? I don't I don't know what's coming in my ears right now, but it sounds great. Um, so yeah. It's uh it's super cool album. They do some different stuff and this is a band that's been around for a while and I just heard of them and I'm excited to hear this new album of theirs. It's exciting. It's always fun to find a new artist that's been like doing it for quite a bit. Yeah, I, a new legend. I may have one of those coming up next. Ooh, exciting. And also, this album features a Berlin-based artist who we've played on the podcast before, Ira. Oh. And um, actually, one of the singles, People Let's Dance, is out now. So you can go check out the song that has vocals from the wonderful Ira who uh, recently made an appearance on this podcast and impressed us very much. I really enjoyed your stuff, so excited to hear them show up on this album. Very excited to hear that. That's out next week, right? Yep, 24th. All right. Putting in my calendar, writing it down. So that was Public Service Broadcasting featuring Andrea Casablanca. That's from Bright Magic out September 24th. On Play It Again, Sam. Now, they got a Casablanca on the song and Play It Again, Sam. Sounds like somebody's a fan oh. of that Humphrey Bogart film. Oh, yeah. That's 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 a coincidence. There's two of those, like, now. Like, it's not just the one. Yeah. Also, although I don't know that they founded the label or anything, uh, but also, you know, they don't say Play It Again. She doesn't say Play It Again, Sam, in Casablanca. That's like Luke, I Am Your Father, where it's like, the quote not that we all know line, is yeah. not the actual line. Uh, it's actually, no, I am your father. Oh, and I think she's familiar. like, she says like, play something, Sam. I don't think she says play it again, but yeah. Huh. Interesting how those things just find their way into our minds. And we're like, yeah, that's what they said. Yeah. Like um, in Gone with the Wind, he doesn't say, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. He just goes, I don't really care. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Fuck it, Scarlet. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Miss O'Hara. That was her name, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's the character or the actor. You never know. What I these think are. it's the character. I've only seen it once, and it's been a very long time. But <laughs> I think it's Scarlet it. O'Hara. Someone, it's Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, hear me out. Gone with the wind, but with Catherine O'Hara instead. Yes. So, Luke, you had an artist who had been putting out music for quite a while, and I do too. Juliana Hatfield is not a stranger to putting out a solid album. No. Uh, between her solo work, as well as her work with The Blake Babies, Lemonheads, Minor Alps, and Some Girls, she's been a part of over 25 albums, most of which have been her solo really? projects. Yeah. So, I don't know if you heard her 2021 project, Blood, that came out earlier this year. No, sounds bloody. It it uh, it shows no sign of uh, running out of steam. It is a 10-track, 33-minute, which is like just the the perfect like length like yeah, really into that solid. and it's rockly and jangly and high energy but it explores the dark side of life and it's a, a critical look at modern human psychology and behavior and at personal and societal sickness mm. uh there's some tracks in this album that are more in the gritty and abrasive genre um chunks and I had a dream both songs i really really like but I'm going to play a song that is kind of more in the groovy and ultra-melodic camp. All of it is eminently hummable and thought-provoking, sophisticated but catchy, challenging but danceable. Ooh. I will leave it at that, and let's give a listen to Juliana Hatfield with Mouthful of Blood.
may as well slap the old lordy lordy Barry Gordy on that song. Oh yeah. What what a fun upbeat track, but also a little bloody. And uh you know, I I feel bad because Juliana Hat- Hatfield, I've heard a lot uh actually. I've listened to a few of her albums. Um but I always get her and Julia Holter mixed up. And I think there's one other Julia or Juliana that I'm like, when I'm recalling their names, I'm like, wait, which one? And they're, they're all good. But, Julia um, Childs, the, the famous That's speaker. who it was. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and uh, But I uh, really liked like her sound. And like I said, she's a veteran, been doing this for a while. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize she was involved with the Lemonheads, too. Um, but... I really enjoyed that song, and I want to hear some of the grittier ones you're talking about because I feel like that'll be interesting to hear that song. But I enjoyed this sunny, sort of fuzzed out driving, but still just like sunny, catchy sound. A little beachy, yeah. Yeah, I like that organ coming in uh, at the end there, too. Uh, Very cool sound. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a really fun album. Like I said, it's, it's 30 minutes, 10 tracks. Like, it is... The perfect thing to just throw on and jam out to, and like it doesn't overstay its welcome. It leaves you wanting more. I uh, I've been really enjoying it. I only found it like a month ago. It came out in May, but I, oh okay uh, yeah, because I was like I completely missed this. Heard didn't hear about it at all. Yeah, I I hadn't either. And when I when I heard it, like this was the first song I heard. I was like, whoa, that's that's something else. Like I gotta check this out, and did not regret it. Maybe a sleeper favorite from twenty twenty one. Yeah, I you know what? I feel like I've said that about a lot of albums this year and probably have said enough uh to definitely have over 20 to make so, a, whole, a whole list of it. Yeah. If we're uh there's going to be some cuts. Yep. There always is. That was Juliana Hatfield with Mouthful of Blood off of Blood out now courtesy of American Laundromat Records. Kev, do you hear that? Yes, I hear it. Yeah, yeah, you can it's getting louder. That that chorus of quacks. Uh, what is that? Oh, Where? now I see them coming coming over the horizon. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. They, this, there's some feathery friends coming toward us. And it looks like they're wearing clothing from a now closed down retail apparel store. Hmm. Interesting. No, it's Luke. Ducks Limited. Yeah, I, I, you've pulled this on me once. You're not going to get me again. They're wearing clothes from the limited. You get it. Um, yes. They're back. Which by, they're back. They're quack. <laughs> and uh, actually, you know what's interesting about a couple things about Ducks Limited uh, on the name front? Because I know last time we were like, oh, what does that name mean? I don't know, but it sounds pretty cool. And then I realized there's a hunting thing called Ducks Unlimited. And, uh, oh. and I feel like I've seen infomercials for it before or something. Um, but I feel like I'd heard of it before. And I was like, Oh, that makes sense. This band's name was formerly ducks unlimited. And I'm assuming they had to change it because oh, of a, a real name. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Yeah. But see, there was a band, uh, in the early two thousands called ambulance LTD. And I always thought that LTD was cool. So I think ducks LTD Ducks Limited, they got it right. They're doing the naming right. And 
like you said, they're back. I played them not that long ago when their EP Get Bleak came out. And More like it was a super Get Beak. Exactly. I made that joke at the time. Uh and you know, that EP was super good. I really enjoyed it, and now they're following it up with their debut LP, Modern Fiction. And I was thinking that Ducks Unlimited was like a quartet, or maybe even a a what's a what's a five one quartet? Qu- no, it wouldn't be set. Quintet. Quintet. There we go. Wait, yeah, quintet. Yeah. Um, I was thinking they were a quartet or a quintet. They're a freaking duo. It's Whoa. Tom McGreevy and Evan Lewis. So yeah, it's like, and uh, Evan does guitar bass and drum programming and tom does lead vocal guitar bass and keyboards so that's even more impressive that there's only two of them because really uh limited in their in their roster in their ducks yes um and uh the title for their new album is taken from a university course called gnosticism and nihilism in modern fiction and uh you know their ep was called get bleak and tom says there's a tendency in my writing, because of my worldview, to be very bleak. Uh, I get it. There you go. You get it. Uh, a quality I don't always see in myself and really appreciate in others is the courage to go on. So that's sort of what's at play here. And I feel like we talked about with Get Bleak how it was super catchy, um, even though the lyrics were a little bleak. Um, and I think they're tackling some of these heavier issues and some of these heavier subjects uh but the songs of course are still super catchy and engaging uh and i i love when a band does that i love sort of presenting this heavier subject in a nice digestible package um so let's smoke us up a little quacky tea backy <laughs> as we listen to ducks limited with 18 cigarettes
Gotta give that a hot diggity dog. Hell yeah, double doggy. It is, in fact, the law that you, if you have a hot dog and see a duck, you have to feed it to it. Or should you give it a hot diggity duck? <laughs> I just broke your brain. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, I, I can't <laughs> comprehend. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it makes me feel. I just know that my brain hurts. <laughs> it's okay. Just, uh, keep going with what you're saying. No, nah, it's fun. I like Dex Limited. I liked their EP. I'm excited. There's new music. I, uh, it's, it's just like, it's very good, jangly, fun rock. And like, that's something I am never sick of like it's just it's a it's a good genre and like they're always pretty short songs again like they don't overstay their welcome like it's just it's good i like it exactly give me more exactly and uh like i said there you said it's easy to digest it's that great little uh little nug that they give you but on the album they're exploring ideas like contemporary society and social decline examining large-scale human disaster through personal turmoil so like heavy things like this that they're they're tackling but the music just comes out sounding so sweet and uh if you want to dig into the lyrics there's that like added meaning but they just uh the songs sound good too and it's incredible that that it's just the two of them it's nuts i love that genre of like happy song that's actually really fucked up yeah like the most famous, I feel like, is Pumped Up Kicks. Like that really, yes, uh, that's the perfect. Was a genre shaker. I think we talked about that last time that we played Ducks too, <laughs> because that's well, the, the standard for it. Um, yeah. So that was Ducks Limited with eighteen cigarettes from Modern Fiction, out October first on Car Park Records. New York City-based Pom Pom Squad was living the band dream, playing crowded Brooklyn venues with the likes of Soccer Mommy, Adult Mom, and Pronoun. That is following the, the dream. release of their follow. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, they followed with the release of their sophomore EP. Ow! Uh, and Pom Pom Squad was looking at a packed 2020 with shows at South by Southwest and opening for the Front Bottoms. Whoa! And. Uh, their 2020 plans they, they i'm guessing they, they didn't they, work out they did not go well unfortunately so stuck at home with nothing to do lead singer mia baron found herself returning to a classic familiar sounds jazz vocalists like billy holiday and the warm sounds of motown mm. i have this quote to read it was comforting listening to music that's so evocative and cinematic it takes you out of the world for a minute at the same time, though, she was confronted daily with the world's stark reality of protests erupting against police brutality and anti-black racism following the murder of George Floyd. Quote, The protests brought to the surface these feelings I've been stewing on for a long time, thinking about the history of American popular music, the way that black artists are constantly erased from the music they pioneered. How rock was invented by a black queer woman, Sister Rosetta Tharp, but I grew up feeling like I was odd for loving guitar-based music. The result of this reflection... Uh, is Death of a Cheerleader, their 2021 album. Throughout it are overlapping, contradictory tenets of 21st century young womanhood, the carnality and the vulnerability, the sugar and the defiance. Uh, the track I'm playing today is a perfect summation of all these themes. 
The track I'll be playing today is Antsy and Anthemic, and on it, Baron promises us that my worst decisions are the ones I like the best, before she heads under the bleachers, even as she acknowledges moments later that my feelings always make a fucking fool of me. It's a fun song with some darkness inside, so let's give a listen to Pom Pom Squad with Head Cheerleader. I dug that song. Actually, I have heard of this band and I heard a a couple songs and I wasn't like a love loving it as much as because I they are a very acclaimed band right now. And I had been hearing a lot of good things when their album came out and um, it just wasn't like grabbing me. But I feel like that song got me more interested. I really liked it. I felt like the sort of rhythm of it was interesting and like the way 
the the lyrics were sang in the chorus and it was kind of a it was just kind of an interesting uh drum part going on there and like mm-hmm. the rhythm i thought was really cool the the lyrics were catchy it had that sort of like darkness to it though yeah um and that sort of like sludgy punk but it was it was really good and i feel like that's the thing is like with rock bands now which used to be my bread and butter you know but now i feel like you really need to throw some interesting hook into the rock or punk sound you know to really grab my attention but i feel like they did it there and i feel like their their whole aesthetic is really cool that like the death of a cheerleader thing with like her laying in the the hole and the flowers like it's really cool and i like the sort of like consistency throughout of the whole cheerleader metaphor um, so yeah, I'm interested now and wanting to give this album a chance cause I've heard very good things about it. It's a good album. Uh, I think it, it is very much in like the orbit of pop punk. Like it's obviously a, yeah. a more modern sound, but oh, it, that's sure. as anyone that's listened to known, it's been a big pop punk year for me. Um, so I think I definitely give it a lot of love for that aspect of it, but the whole yeah. album's really good. I it's, it's short it's concise again it uh it all it leaves you like wanting to play it again which i really really appreciate in an album especially after after donda and certified lover boy coming out recently like god i love a short album <laughs> it's just yeah love a short one you can repeat yeah I, i'd yeah, rather let's listen hear to this it twice. cheerleader die again yeah <laughs> so that was pom pom squad with Head Cheerleader off of Death of a Cheerleader, courtesy of City Slang. R.I.P. to that cheerleader. Very, very consistently with the brand. Yeah, yeah. That was some sludgy rock. Before it, we had some jangly rock. And I got some some nice in-between. This is a nice, bright, yet hazy, yet jangly rock jam. This song came to me just at the right time because I had been listening to a lot of Bell and Sebastian. And uh, when I heard this song with like the sensibilities of like 90s indie rock and shoegaze, I was like, oh, and with two vocalists trading off lines uh, and a great driving beat, I'm like, this is right up my alley. And, you know, talking about Pom Pom Squad, it's like, I feel like I definitely have different cycles of like the sound I'm into. Like you saying you were going through like a big pop punk phase. So I feel like when I come around to another like rock band uh, phase, that's when I need to really uh, listen to that um, because I'm like that style is definitely like there's times where that's like all I'm listening to. But then there's times where it's like I you really need to stand out and do something. But uh but this is a band that I felt like had a really interesting sort of jangly rock sound, referencing the 90s, but doing their own thing. This is uh, the L.A. band Dummy, and they remind me of some of the great 90s bands, like I said, B&S, Bell and Sebastian, uh, Yola Tango, Elf Power, uh, and they recently signed, which, do you know Elf Power, Kevin? Have you ever heard of them? Uh They're yeah, like they get a, like they get like Dark Vision, sixty feet. Um, they don't sleep. They do like a four hour exactly, like, meditation exactly. thing. Um, when you have a long rest, but yeah, you know that's why I'm asking you because they were so you know Neutral Milk Hotel, who 
had like founded Elephant Six, that whole yeah. collective. They were a part of the Elephant Six collective. But uh, I love their song when or their album when the Red King comes because it's very like medieval fantasy type. Uh, but with that like '90s rock sound, so that's why I was like, I should probably tell Kevin about Elf Power because he uh, because we're D and D heads. I should yes. probably put them on your radar. But anyway, this band Dummy uh, just reminds me of that sound. Don't but call me a dummy, Luke. <laughs> no, no, that's the name of the band. I know. I know Ugh, you didn't know about this, always do this. Uh, about Elf Power, but you're not a dummy. You're a very smart man. Um, but they recently. Dummy the band recently signed to Trouble in Mind Records and they'll be putting out their debut full length and this is a great album title Mandatory Enjoyment so don't even try yeah. not to enjoy the album come on you Mandatory Enjoyment be there Yep and that title sums up their approach to making music because uh you know I mentioned the sort of shoegazy sound and so you might think it's going to be a bit dour but You'll hear this song is very bright and inviting and enjoyable. And the band said this about it. It's a sort of conversation, more of a comparison of opposite viewpoints. It's about how easily vanity can take precedence over the greater good. It's about putting on your bucket hat and stepping out into the wilderness, carelessly taking natural beauty for granted, and then hopefully falling off a cliff. (laughs) So, this is a really rocky but like depressing episode. <laughs> yeah, that's but but then the jams just bring it back up, you know. Yes. Um. So why don't we take that aforementioned walk off a cliff as we listen to Dummy with Daffodils.
I want to hear more. I like I I I like the back and forth vocals. I like kind of the high energy, like rah, rah, um, the guitar of that. But I want I like I want to see what else they do. Well, you know, I think the type of songs uh there's a certain type of song that does the sort of like repetitive building thing that they did there and um I think that's that's a common style I feel like from what the music that they're influenced by that sort of uh you know repetitive thing in that Nation of Language song you had the similar they were doing a similar thing I feel like and it doesn't satisfy it doesn't satisfy you a gentleman such as yourself is not satisfied by that uh and i think it's because they have that little build up in the beginning and mm-hmm. then from there on out it's sort of just that repetitive haze and switching off and then it like switches to the chorus it goes back but i feel like that's uh y- you want some big moment uh, at the end that I'm, I think their power is in the repetitiveness. And I think like bands like Yola Tango, that's what they, and Luke, you know what you, you've told me this many times is that I am indeed a messy bitch that lives for drama. And, uh, exactly. That's what I want out of my music. I need, I need the swooping highs and the, the deep lows. I was going to say, or you're, or we could call you a banger bitch. Cause you yeah. only want bangers. I only want bangers. Why would you want, want none of this but artistic bangers? shit? <laughs> why? Why? If if given the opportunity between banger and not banger, why would you take not banger? I mean, exactly. I do like an album composition. You can't just have it go full throttle the whole time. And like in that aspect, I get it. But give me the bangers. Although I will say, for a Bell and Sebastian head like me, that is like a good like mellow banger in that vein so i think it's a it's a type of banger but yeah that's uh i think that's interesting now i know now i know your taste on that type of song um after 10 years of friendship you finally cracked it (laughs) there we go uh but yeah i really uh i really love that song and i just love the uh the melody and them trading off and that whole like rhythm going on super cool and yeah i'm interested to hear uh, what they got going on on the full album, their yeah. full length debut. I I I want to listen to it. Like I want to hear what else they got. Like and I may appreciate this more if I hear a more varied sound to be like, okay, cool. Like this is the the high to a low. This is the low to a high. Like I just want to hear like the variance. Right, 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 right. You want to hear the range? Yes. So that was Dummy with Daffodils from Mandatory Enjoyment. Out October 22nd on Trouble in Mind Records. My last song today is from Sasha and the Valentines. We got both. <gasps> Sasha and the Valentines. I was just, uh, wait, wait a second. I was just saying, I was like, wait, were you listening to Sasha and the Valentines? Because I feel like I recognize that album cover and I like wa- I liked a song of theirs or something. And you got it, you son of a bitch. You I sneaky snatched little guy. It. Uh, listen, I'm still very bitter about Sleigh Bells because I was like, hell yeah, yes. I got I got Sleigh Bells <laughs> and then Lee also got Sleigh Bells. So this this podcast is now exclusive me plotting your downfall. Yes, good, good. Uh, so just know that's coming. I'm ready. Sasha and the Valentines is an Austin, Texas-based dream pop band with a brand new debut full length full of sweet and hazy pop gems. 
Just how I like them. Mm-hmm. This uh, hazy. Their their Spotify uh, bio, which is oftentimes my first place I look about an artist. All it says is curly phone cord calling your crush for the first time. Kind of butterflies. Oh, they're one of those bands who but, has one of those. Yeah, I put some about your music in there, okay? I like. I appreciate it as like someone like w- looking at an artist, but as someone who like needs to do research for right. said, this <laughs> podcast, I'm like, God damn it! That's like Baby Keem's about philosopher. Cool, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it, but that line, the curly phone cord calling your crush for the first time, kind of butterflies. Like that elicits such a specific. That's like, true. Mood, so you got to give him credit for it. Yeah, and yeah. this uh, this debut album features a lot of really good tracks, but none of none of them, in my mind, are stronger than the opener, which is what I'll be playing today. Uh, my closest comparison, and when I heard the song, I really like immediately knew what it reminded me of would be uh, Caroline Rose's "Superstar" from last year, which is an album that we both had in our end of year Whoa. lists. Yeah, yeah. Although I think Sasha and the Valentines have some driving synths that really bring together some of the later tracks in the album. If you like this song today, I highly recommend uh, checking out Don't You Love Me because that's a song right out of the credits of a John Hughes movie. Oh. Yeah. But today's track moves at kind of a slower, more somber pace, reflecting its lyrics. It's regretful, longing for a love that may have slipped through their fingers. So let's give a listen to Sasha and the Valentines with Witches.
I give that a lordy lordy bear gordy. I dig that sound. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're saying they're like kind of '80s influence. One song is apparently straight out of the a John Hughes movie. I wouldn't say this, straight out, but like I wouldn't be surprised if like John Hughes were alive today and was making movies. Like that would be the credit song. For sure. For sure. And um, I mean, I could definitely hear that influence a little. Like they got some interesting synth sounds, but that was giving me like beach house tennis types vibes. Not oh, yeah. not playing not playing the sport tennis at a house on the beach. I'm talking about the bands beach house and tennis. Yes, that organ was really. I really loved that sort of. Yeah, and Just that's like, like when they go back to that every time is great. That's like exact like that exact sound was on Caroline Rose's album last year, I know. Um Oh see, I was thinking that was very beach housey too. Right, well, but I you think know, maybe Caroline I think was probably there's a lot of influences among yeah. all of them, right? Like definitely influenced by the other and like back and forth. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's a really good album. I I super recommend it. It's it's got a lot of moods. It goes in a lot of different directions, which we've now discovered is something that I, I demand out of my music. So, uh, same. It's exactly, exactly what I want. See, I feel like we're in 2021 and for a long time, everything's felt like it's been done. So now all you can do is do as many things as possible, you know? Yeah, so. it's it's you know it's just like get on Facebook and get on Twitter and get get on Instagram and get on TikTok and just do the things and make content and do the stuff and make more music and just be like yeah I'm gonna make more music and I'm just gonna go off and do the thing and then that's that's what we're gonna do yeah sure I just mean most of my favorite albums recently are ones that try a bunch of different styles throughout and surprise you. When they take it to a different place, the next song. Yeah, totally. But if yeah, that's no. Too. If that statement resonated with you, please um, take a hard look at your like life because <laughs> that was insanity. Uh, but that was Sasha and the Valentines with Witches off of their self-released album. So you think you found love? Such a. Oh, I can't wait for that uh, reality show hosted by Simon Cowell. So you think you found love? It's a (laughs) Simon Cowell dating show where he just insults all the contestants. Yes. He's like, so you think you found love? Now let me pick apart your relationship. And then he just ends it. Like by the, he just points everything out and then it just collapses. That'd be a great show, actually. (laughs) I mean, TM. Yeah, TM, TM. TM, TM. So we got one thing left to do, and that's talk about the music we're excited for this week in Shouts. Luke, I got the big one. You got the big shout. I got the big one of the... uh, An album that is very hyped. We've discussed it before. An artist that just has not missed. Nope. Lil Nas X with Montero. That gets a standing ovation, too. Same way. Lil Nas X is Montero and Kings of Leon's Space NFT. I I love one of those so much more than the other. (laughs) Me, too. I'm excited. This is is the first listen Friday morning. Like, absolutely. No question. It's going to be bumping. I'm very excited, too. I don't know that his album will make it into, like, my top 20. We'll see. 
but definitely Industry Baby, as we talked about, is like one of the best songs of the year. Yeah, and I like his first EP coming off of Old Town Road. I it was fine. Like it 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 showed yeah. that there was like more musical talent there than just like the one hit like Billy Ray Cyrus like featuring song. But I don't know, man. I the last both singles off this album have been really good. Yeah. I I think if this is uh if the consistency is there, like this is gonna be a really, really good album. For sure. Um I have just three great singer songwriters uh who will be getting overshadowed by Lil Nas X. <laughs> uh Jose Gonzalez Awesome folk singer with Local Valley. Always excited to see new music from him. Uh, James Vincent McMorrow, which uh, his past stuff reminded me sort of in the Alt-J Junior Junior realm. Okay. Uh, that's when I was listening to him years ago. He's doing sort of like electronic sort of indie pop sound. So interested to hear his album Grapefruit Season. It's, hey. It's good for your health. Yeah. Um, and then last, Adia Victoria with a Southern Gothic. I don't really know her that much, but I heard the name and the album cover intrigued me. And uh, so I'll give that one a check. I All like- right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Tell me. Um, Tell me about the daddies. All right, well, we got three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast, powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com slash best song ever. You can join our Discord. While you're over there, you can check out all the other great podcasts and shows going on. And then offshelf.net. It's on the internet. Go check out the recent zine and uh, my recent interview with me, Rex. Always a good read. Yes, very good. So that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Quack. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.